What is going on, my fellow geeks, and welcome back to Raving Geeks. I do have a media recommendation. I love Lord of the Rings. Superheroes, movies, a little jack-of-all-trades, I guess. So what makes me a geek? bum ba dum bum 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 what is going on, my fellow geeks, and welcome back to Raving Geeks, uh, your weekly pop culture podcast from Central Michigan Life, where we discuss all things geek culture, which is like high culture, but better. If this is your first time joining us, make sure you follow the CM Life Instagram and Twitter pages for updates on the podcast, and to look for us wherever you find your podcasts, including YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on our website at www.cm-life.com. My name is Brendan Valentine, and I'd like to thank you all for joining me and my fellow co-host this week, who will introduce themselves in a second with our question of the week. Um, so this week's question uh, we pulled uh, from our Twitter DMs, um, and it is, if you could have uh, a TV show or a movie made about any uh, superhero character, comic book character uh, that uh, hasn't been on the screen yet, who would it be and why? So, Isaac or Hope, would either of you like to start? Uh, I can start. Hello, uh, Isaac Hunter here. Pleasure to be here. Um, I mean, there's a lot of really cool DC heroes and villains, just characters in general that we haven't seen yet. Um, or we have, but they haven't really been the focus. I really like, there's a, a hero called Spectre. He's a DC uh, hero with like, a green cape and like white skin and normally he's like go ahead he's technically been on the screen ah okay but i want one that's just focused on him there's been a lot okay. of different been, also uh, yeah the, the true incarnation of the specter or the one that i would think of has not been on the screen yeah so i'll, I'll give you that and and basically i mean he's i don't want to say the ghost rider of of uh dc but he kind of is he's the spirit of vengeance but um i don't know i just always kind of like liked the comics with him because he was always like watching everyone else do things and like subtly changing things but then he's actually like super powerful he's i mean he's basically a dead man that not to be confused with the superhero dead man from dc who's also a character that i think interacts with specter sometimes but i don't know i think it'd be really cool because you could probably do like a darker tone but also a very from the shadows kind of like perspective. That's not like Batman, someone that's almost more gray. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hope. Yeah. Uh, hey everyone. Hope good Earl. Um, so I know that Catwoman has been on various Batman shows. Um, they were on Gotham with Selena Kyle. Uh, yeah. But um, I want, like Isaac, I want someone like just a specific movie on her. Not necessarily like an origin story, but maybe something along the lines of like Birds of Prey with um, Harley Quinn. No, yes. Yeah. Um, and um, honestly, because like, I mean, one Anne Hathaway in... Uh, the last Batman movie with Christian Bale was like magnificent. I love her so much. Um, but like, I want something that's just her because I feel like she's such a powerful character on her own. And like, she's that 
kind of villain but also sometimes does the right thing and is the hero yeah. and she's not like true anti-hero either and i'm just like let's dive into that but what if what if i told you that there was a 2004 movie named catwoman featuring halle berry as catwoman oh i forgot about that. but it was very cheesy and it's rocking a whole nine percent on rotten tomatoes um <laughs> But no, I, I completely agree with you, though. Um, like, in, like, the Arkham games, like, I love Catwoman, um, which might be a, a hot take. Like, I love playing as on her missions where you play as her because, I don't know, she's so interesting. And you're like, she doesn't need to help Batman, but she does. I liked in Arkham City how you got free reign, but then in Arkham Knight, I got I was a little peeved that you could only play as her inside the Riddler house. Yeah, yeah. But... Um, Anyway, uh, the que- I think we got like a DC uh, theme theme going today because uh, my character is also a DC character. Um, I'd really like to see a, I think a TV show would lend itself better to this character, but I wouldn't be upset if they were introduced in a movie. Uh, but the question, uh, which is like, oh yes, if any of you have seen Into the Spider Verse, if you kind of think like Spider Man Noir is like a cheesier version of the question it's like if spider-man noir like got like batman level dark um but i'd really actually specifically like to see the renee montoya uh incarnation of the question who like worked for the gcpd worked in gotham and then like through a series of unfortunate events uh acquired you know the costume and the the mask of the question um and took on that mantle no face oh i think it would look so cool as like a detective-esque tv show um, but like introduced in like the sequel to Robert Robert Pattinson's like Batman film. Oh like, if we yeah, got... it would fit really well. Into the, from what I can tell, yeah. I I think it would fit really well. Yeah, I think the question would fit really well into the DCEU, especially like if Renee Montoya is like, well, I'm done with Gotham. I'm moving to, I, I don't want to say Bloodhaven because I'd love to see a Nightwing movie yeah. or series taking place in Bloodhaven. But you know, maybe even just like they a real life city. Nightwing. Central City or whatever it flashes from. If they do Nightwing, all I ask is that they get Brenton Thwaites to play Nightwing as he is doing on Titans right now. Because I don't think you'd get that crossover, but you can dream. Um, I mean, Warner- I feel like the question is almost like it's so. I feel like it would fit so well into what we know about the Robert Pattinson and the Batman that like it look it just the vibe she- is the same. If he or she is there, which I, I would say they'd probably also go for the Renee version. Um, I think the Renee. I think it would fit be very well, with. especially yeah. with uh, a Riddler type villain with question marks. Or, I don't know. I'd be done. I, I think that'd be I'd really be sick. Yeah. All righty. Well, thank you all. This has been. I, yeah, I'd be very happy with both a uh, a Catwoman and a. Um, uh, okay, I had it and then I blanked. <laughs> oh, I'm so bad. Isaac, help. Spectre, or the Spectre. Spectre. You said someone different beforehand, and I was about to say them, and I was like, yeah. nope, that's that's wrong. I pulled um, a fast one on you. You did pull a fast one on me, because I was ready to talk about uh, um, Beast Boy. Um, I love Beast Boy. That'd be so I cool also too. love Beast Boy, but we've seen Beast Boy and Titans. So. Yeah. Um, Alrighty, so let's get uh, things started real quick with some uh, geek news. So I think I might start with the geek news this week. Um personally my favorite video game of all time is injustice 2 uh, and the injustice franchise and uh i was excited to learn um or at least I, I learned this a little while ago i was excited to see an official trailer for the animated injustice film 
that will yeah. be focusing on uh you know the the kind of what if type scenario of you know what if the joker was able to kill lois lane and then superman went you know crazy kills the joker and becomes a dictator um that's the the premise of that so if you haven't played the games highly recommend the games and then the film will be coming out uh soon we we do have a trailer i believe it's coming out before the end of the month if i'm not wrong uh october 19th so not oh, before yeah. the end of the month yeah but like in about yeah. a month so like pretty darn close it's not something we really have to wait for believe it'll be available in hbo max just like every other dc property i love injustice gosh such Dude, a good story such a good story such a good game comics are also great so. yeah like i don't know normally with like platform fighters i'm not super into like the story of it like you know uh mortal Kombat. mortal Kombat. i'm like okay like competition blah 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 i'm like i'm gonna just do some fatalities but like i played injustice like the first one i played them both but I, I remember playing the first one and being like so invested and like i didn't have the comics but i like went on the internet and saw how as much as i could find Dude, the, if you can find them in like used bookstores, highly recommend. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Um, I'll go next. Uh, I know we're trying to keep geek news to a minimum, but I have two things. Um, uh, one, which is, I think was released today, is that they are remaking Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic for PS5. Which... Uh, PS5 or just next-gen consoles? <sighs> I think it's PS5. Yeah, exclusive no. to PlayStation 5. I know. I know. I know. I know. It's not so fair. excited. His dreams were dashed. How dare you? This way you can get the Spider Man skins. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why do people keep releasing the, the console exclusive games on the inferior next gen console? <laughs> I'm, coming, I'm coming out and saying it. Sony. Microsoft has you in the console department. PlayStation 5 is inferior to the Xbox. Although, if you sponsor us, we'll be free to change Oh, yes, Brendan's no, we will opinion. happily change our minds if you <laughs> send us something, either in the mail, whether it's, you know, a couple slips of paper or um, a, a, a electronic box that will play the game that we are talking about. <laughs> um, my second... Uh, big news is that Build-A-Bear Workshop has released a Lord of the Rings line of plush toys. No way! Yes! I saw that! Um, so far, it's pretty... I mean, they're really just... It's Basic. mostly just Frodo and Gandalf and their costumes and stuff for bears. But they also did release uh, an exclusive online 7-inch uh, Gollum figurine, which I don't know how they managed to make Gollum cute, but they did. Because it's Build-A-Bear. Wait, uh, do, are there are there any elvish characters that are being put in into Build-A-Bear form? Because that'd be really cool, too. Like I said, so far, just the Frodo stuff and Gandalf stuff. Um, Dang. So here's, like, a hidden secret on um, Build-A-Bear. So at one point, they had Lammy from um, Doc McStuffins. And she was put out to see like how people reacted and like how popular she was. And if they had it, they were going to make more. Same with Pokemon. And as you can see, Pokemon got really popular and they have continuously come out with more Pokemon. Um, so I am going to say that if you nerd to love Lord of the Rings, not me, but y'all spend your money on Build-A-Bears, 
Trust me, it's very easy to do. I've done it multiple times. I will go to Build-A-Bear Workshop for the first time in my life to buy a Gandalf Build-A-Bear. <gasps> You've never been to Build-A-Bear? No, um, I, I, um, I preferred Webkins as my, my stuffed animal of choice as a child. Mm -hmm. And then um, now um, I really like Squishmallows. Um, oh, so yeah. I, guess, I guess I should probably stop talking about all the things I like so they'll actually start sponsoring me. But I guess this is your one freebie. Um, I really like Squishmallows. Yeah, Brendan would happily shop at Build-A-Bear if you become our sponsor. <laughs> I used to never shop at Build-A-Bear. No, now, I, no. I've never bought from, from Build-A-Bear, but I've walked in and I've looked around and then I said, okay. And then I Oh, so you're one of the people that brings our counts down on everything of like, oh, well, you didn't have people spend... No, I'm Really stupid expensive. system of like... They are expensive. I will admit For that. Like good the, quality teddy bears. Yeah. Like the cheapest bear is $12. And the most expensive is 35 And that's not including all the accessories or the stuff you can put inside I mean, it. That's these, not the squishy heart. These online ones are kind of expensive. Uh, wait, you said the most expensive bear is 35 I didn't think that'd be that bad. But how big is the bear? Uh, that was Chewbacca bear. So a little bit longer. Ah. Uh, so oh, I, I was guess thinking like, like some that's of the a Pokemon. great deal. The clothes cost a lot. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's all the clothes and accessories that honestly make it add up. Um, but I think also Bulbasaur was $35, but he also like emptied our machines of all the stuffing because he was huge, like the ball. this way and this way. And I was like, dude. And the I thought people, you said... Uh... I thought for $35, like you thought I was thought I was getting a full size Wookiee, like Chewbacca one, like seven, eight feet tall, but nah. He's Damn. just slightly bigger than an average bear. Oh, well, smarter than, smarter your, than your average bear. <laughs> All righty, Hope, what's your geek news for the week? All right. So I had three, and then I was allowed to add another thing. Um, but so first up, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, the canceled show, is becoming a holiday movie. Um, and it's uh, coming out Christmas, I believe, or like around Christmas time. So it's going to be like a Christmas movie. Uh, Shang-Chi smashed Labor Day records uh, with $90 million, which is the highest grossing, second highest grossing film of the pandemic. The first being Black Widow which surprises me with all the stuff with Disney on that. Um, the Apple TV show C with um, Jason Momoa has and become... Dave Bautista. Yes. And Dave... I didn't realize Dave Bautista was in. I He's in it this season. Oh, okay. Um, but it, be, it is now Apple TV's most watched returning drama series after a strong season two start. So nice. I said, I'm kind of like thinking about getting Apple TV. Um, um, I think I technically have Apple TV, so I should give it a shot. Yeah, I think I technically do too, but I think I have it like turned off for now so it doesn't charge me. But I think I have it because I have Apple Music. Ah, that makes sense. And they come as a bundle. Yeah. All right. And my final thing. So when I was trying to think of the one actor's name last week with SAS uh, Black Swan, it was Sam, I think it's Hogan. He's Scottish, so I'm not sure if I'm saying his last name correctly. Um, but he had come out with a line of whiskey 
that at first was not available in the U.S. It is now available for purchase. Uh, their limited batch whiskey is available in the U.S. It's called Spirit of Home. And uh, yeah, it's uh, apparently like critics and consumers agree it's pure gold. So if you're a whiskey fan and you're a fan of Sam Hogan um, from Outlander or SAS uh, Black Swan, go check out his line of whiskey. Sounds good. I will um, drink it, take a sip and go, this tastes like every other whiskey, just like I do with every other whiskey. Really warms your heart. Oh, absolutely. And the back of my throat. He's Scottish. So like he should know something about whiskey, right? Do you know Um, a fun fact about whiskey? Hmm. Oh, there's a fun fact about yes. whiskey? Yes. Do you know how sometimes it's spelled with an E and sometimes there is not an E? I did, I did not, not know that. that. Like at the beginning whiskey. of the word? At the W-H-I-S-K-E-Y. <laughs> and then this one, if you look at uh, his whiskey, it's W-H-I-S-K-Y. It's oh, because if, it's, if the whiskey is from a country that has an E in the name, it has an E in the name whiskey. But then Scotland doesn't have an E in it. So it doesn't, like, Irish whiskey has an E. American whiskey has an E. What? Why does Irish whiskey have an E? They don't I, have I, an Ireland. E. Oh, Ireland. Okay, yep. I'm like, Irish? No, thanks. Yeah. It's been a long week. That's what Thank I learned, learned something when today. I worked at the country club. That was a little, little fun fact. Canada whiskey doesn't have an E. Nice. Good to know. There's your well, geek news. <laughs> there's your geek news. We're all talking about our alchemy halls this week. Uh, I guess all of us on the podcast can legally drink, so it's not problematic at all. So we're good. Yeah, now that you're not a baby anymore, Brendan. <gasps> baby uh, Brendan. <laughs> aren't you guys both like three years older than me? Sure. Yeah. But, you know, that's three more years that we've been fully legal. So. No, no, I, that's what I'm saying is like, uh, because... Uh, for those of you who don't remember from last week, uh, Hope, Isaac, and I have never actually like hung out in person. Like this is the 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 only time that the time that you guys are like hearing us speak to each other is the majority of the time that we speak. <laughs> um, so not including I, texting about the episodes. Uh, yeah. yeah, texting about the episodes. The <laughs> and five sending, to ten minutes. Sending memes and news. <laughs> yes, and like uh, the five to ten minutes before and after we start recording. <laughs> um, but. So the whole time I just, you know, assumed that, you know, Hope and Isaac were very, like quite similar to me, but no, I always assumed we were the same age, you know, took similar classes, things like that. Nope. We're not the same age. We're all unique individuals. We, we are all unique individuals. Absolutely. Speaking of unique individuals, um, this summer marked uh, DC's most fantastic movie to date. The Suicide Squad, which is full of unique individuals. Um, but this this movie and this past year in general really begs the question, is DC making good movies now? Well, okay. So, like, the one thing with The Suicide Squad is, wasn't it directed by James Gunn, who did Guardians? Yes. So, like, they figured out some of Disney and Marvel's secrets of, like, hey, if we use that guy, maybe we can, like, bump it up some levels. Well, when you give creative control to someone who's like, because the DCEU started like this was kind of Zack Snyder's project and his style is, you know, pretty dark. And when you're competing with the MCU, you need to add some comedy, something like light and 
color like what they tried to do with the original justice league movie but you know you're coming in from the studio's direction of we're trying to compete with the mcu with the director's direction of i'm trying to make this dark gritty superhero franchise um that just doesn't work but i think the studio was kind of like kind of embraced by taking james gunn on like we're kind of going to let our directors do their thing Mm -hmm. and i think it definitely showed through the movie because this movie is fantastic um it's probably one of my it's in my top 10 movies of all time Um, it's so good it's so it is so good um hope we will do our best to do a quick review without spoiling too much um but so basically if you took i don't want to like make this comparison because it's not quite fair but like if you liked guardians of the galaxy and you also like the boys this is a really good combination of the two because it's like a gory r-rated anti-hero movie yeah um Heck, it, even mixing Rogue One in there too. Yeah, basically, like it, the whole idea of you know this is this is a suicide mission. Like that, this is not supposed to be. These aren't supposed to be people you're supposed to end up caring about, but you do anyway. Don't get um, too attached. As don't the get too attached to the movie. Exactly. <laughs> um, but no, I got I'm, I got very attached to a lot of these characters that I was not supposed to get attached to. Um, so there's a lot of characters in the cast um that they like kind of throw in there to like build up the roster but there's kind of like a core um and that would be idris elba's Bloodsport, who's like the leader uh you've got john cena's peacemaker um rat catcher 2 uh king shark uh danielle melchior Dan- oh yeah sorry Four. i i i, sto- I named two actors and then stopped naming yeah. the actors um uh sylvester stallone's king shark <laughs> um then you've got from the previous movie uh you know rick flag and harley quinn uh played by Marvel and also Robbie. jai courtney uh as captain boomerang yeah yes jai yeah. courtney is captain from boomerang the last also movie. makes a return uh but he's he takes kind of a backseat in this one um i still love him though Gosh. oh no and... still love him uh then you also have like uh Flula what's Borg his unicorn in this movie huh no, was, his was, unicorn was no. not in this. Movie. His unicorn was not. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's all right. It's all right. You'll see. You'll see. You'll see. There's a reason why. Um, but yeah, like there's like a bunch of other side characters. Pete Davidson comes in as ooh, uh, uh, Blackguard. Blackguard. Uh, Fula Borges Javelin. Um, Mongal. Don't know the actress's name. Uh, gosh, I just read her name today. I was looking at it. Uh, Sean sorry. Gunn's in there as Calendar Man and Weasel. Oh, it's so good. Uh, Weasel's uh, fantastic. in there. Like, a lot of big names. A lot of people like who really like work well with James Gunn. Like put you know, uh, put their hats in the ring to help out with this project, and it like it paid off. This movie was so good. It was like weird, like an actual DC comic is, uh, like the early days. Like it, it kind of felt like a golden age comic turned into a movie like golden age like had, that was before all the comics code authority restrictions uh before you know comics had kind of established itself as like a weird sect of its kind of like its own genre but also it, delving into yeah. every genre before marvel saved the industry basically yes uh, before marvel was even existed and dc was uh the the dominant comics culture which uh, i still believe D, like dc golden age comics are some of my favorite comic storylines even though they're not super popular currently but 
yeah, this was overall great story, great characters like that I really like cared about. Yeah. Um, like Ratcatcher two and King Shark, like they're like little. They're bond- so I love that. It's so cute. Yeah. King, uh, like, I didn't think I'd be like, oh, King Shark, like at all in this movie, but oh, King Shark. Yeah. Gosh. Um. <laughs> Nanawe. Hmm? Um. Sorry, I just saw a thing pop up. Um. I love because James Gunn said that he he purposely took characters that were obscure that we hadn't seen on the big screen. Like Peacemaker is a character who hasn't really been in the comics for a while, but not like too long. Uh, but they go like really back. I like I knew about Polka Dot Man just because I played Lego Batman, and mm-hmm. Polka Dot Man's a character in that, um, and he's also in I think the Brave and the Bold. But yeah. uh, I love he really does take these characters and you really care about them. Um, and he does change them a bit from their original comic accurate counterparts. But uh, oh, so good. A Peacemaker's like motive and update. Like I really liked because my understanding of Peacemaker from the comics is like more of like the 60s idea of like a patriot. If that makes sense, like a mm-hmm. pro Vietnam War esque type guy. Uh, but like this one was a little like modernized. I love. Uh, uh, it's not quite a spoiler, but like the the one quote in the movie is like, "I love peace. I don't care how many men, women, and children I have to kill have to kill to get it." I'm like, "Oh crap!" Uh, <laughs> like, oh, oh. Man. that's a D and D paladin right there. Oh my god, yeah. But, okay, so I have to ask though, could you actually see Peacemaker? Because you know he was played by John Cena, and you can't see him. You definitely see a helmet. You do okay. see the helmet. And I love how the idea of, like, the villain of the movie was also played with a lot. Because, like, yes, there was the main villain in Starro. But, like, weirdly felt bad for Starro until the climax of the uh, film. It's also good. Um, Amanda Waller also was, like, like, finally, like, last movie, like, she was was bad. But also in the end, like, it's like, you know she's technically on the good guy's side. But, like, like, multiple times in the movie, you're like, damn, Waller's ruthless. And, like... Viola Davis cast as Amanda Waller is also like an amazing casting. Um, she's, yeah, she's phenomenal. I love her so oh, much. Ca- yeah, she's awesome. This ca- this cast was awesome. Um, like, uh, no, like not putting down the cast of the previous movie, but like they, they did a good job. Like, I love Will Smith uh, and everything, but like, I don't know the 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 team dynamic, the group dynamic in yeah. the film is really really good, and I because this has like been such a, such a success i'm really hoping that like dc kind of takes this as a signal of like this is kind of the stuff we like we like you to embrace kind of like comic accuracy but put a modern twist on it and we'll see more films like this even i don't think we're gonna get it gonna get a ton of rated r dc movies just because yeah. i think they want to keep more of the mainstream titles accessible like we're not seeing an r-rated shazam movie that's mostly probably gonna be for kids probably not putting an R rating on Aquaman two uh, kids are going to want to see that too. And there's no way we're in, we're getting a R rated justice league movie. We couldn't get an R rated live action and justice movie. If we want to harken back to our yes. geek news. Um, but, and um, obviously TV shows, like, I mean, there's going to be a yeah. peacemaker TV show coming out. It's already mm-hmm. filmed and everything. Um, oh gosh. Rated R. I don't know. I'm not saying that it fixed it. But it did such a good job. It, it gave them like the liberty to just kind of go all out with yeah. like the action yeah. scenes, you, the dialogue, and everything like that. You felt the the consequences 
like we're real like mm-hmm. you're not going to be like oh it's like you know this is a big name actor playing a well like a not a well-known superhero but a superhero like they're just going to get like knocked down and get back up it's like oh no that that person's gone forever um mm-hmm. <laughs> ah so okay funny. i do have a question though because of things i've seen on like instagram the relationship between rick flag and harley quinn did you see that as like more of a like romantic relationship or They're like friends. him being like no you need this like protector or like someone you just no they're they're friends that previously knew each other in comparison to all these people meeting each other for the first time and so they were each almost like a comfort zone for the other that also their arcs in the movie were pretty separate yeah also like I they did a really good job of making me care about Rick Flag. <laughs> yes, they did. I didn't. I didn't think I could care any less about Rick Flag going into this movie. And then, like, you get there's a certain scene in the movie that kind of revolves around Rick Flag, and I teared up and I was like, they they made me feel this way about Rick yeah. Flag. He Rick Flag has a heart. Oh yeah, no the that whole I we can't say it hope, but there's this. I mean, but you this, kind of saw. The, a little bit of him having a heart in the first yeah, Suicide yeah, Squad I mean, movie. Physically, like, uh, June Moon. Is that really June her Moon. name? Yeah, Gosh, June, Moon. <laughs> June Moon. Best part is she's an archaeologist. Doesn't yeah. that just fit so perfect? June Moon. I mean, she she had his heart emotionally. No, with the uh, in the bar scene when they were like, oh, "No, I'm not yeah. sacrificing my life," and like they all went into the bar, and then he came in and was like, "Listen, I know y'all are like, like I understand where you're coming from, but that's my girl. Can we go? Can you help me yeah. save her?" That but, I feel like, yeah, that's true. I didn't quite connect with it. Like, I it was the same idea, but I don't think I quite connected with it in theaters with like in that scene i was like okay like that seems like typical of a, of a film but like i don't know this time i really they focused on flag as like a soldier and like th- like him his idea of like i this is my mission and this is why i'm doing my mission and i feel mm-hmm. like that worked really well like there there weren't a lot of, there wasn't a um a serious main romantic plot in this movie um this i mean is I mean, I'm okay with that because, like, the last one when they threw in Joker and everything, I was just like, "Wait, what?" Like, oh, just threw me off. Harley's idea of like, so Harley kind of has a relationship in this movie, but not really. Oh, I am no. laughing because it's really funny what happens. Oh, it's good. It's good. Hope you gotta see it. You gotta. You see have it. to see it. Working on it. Basically, okay, she, like something happens, and then she gives this little like monologue about how she has to keep an eye out for red flags, and murdering children is kind of a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really funny. Um, At least but, she knows to look for red flags yeah, now. No, exactly. She's, like, it's she's just, really like, grown. Honestly, there's like a weird amount of character development. Um, Idris Elba's Bloodsport. Um, I mean, you can kind of see the parallels between Will Smith's Deadshot from the last uh, Suicide Squad movie. Like, he was working on his relationship with his daughter, you know, mm-hmm. trying to figure that out. Bloodsport's also trying to do that. At the beginning of the movie, they have, like, he and his daughter have, like, a screaming match while she's coming to visit him in prison, uh, which, like, is a really intense part of the movie and, like, you know, is his primary motivation throughout the movie. And it's 
it, it's interesting to see that like that's the only screen time they have together is that mm -hmm. but then like it's still like kind of playing out in the background and you it, you you can tell and care about it and i think it was really well done yeah but um also i do have another question because last question certain, last last question scott eastwood was he back or is he his character officially dead dead oh uh diablo no that's jay hernandez okay scott eastwood was the other soldier um who blew up the area under the under central station or whatever um oh. he was the soldier like gq or something like that scott eastwood is not in this movie okay um because well I'll, the, the the part about this movie really in comparison is the last one was like an american based like they were trying to save america mm -hmm. from an immediate threat whereas this one is a lot more like really small team sent out to a like a foreign land and so it was like a really, black ops mission it's a lot of just like the characters of the team and amanda waller you don't really see okay. any government i mean like military personnel like american military personnel besides the um i feel this is pretty like standard setup like exposition but the, it takes place on corto maltese which is a okay. a pretty it's fictional island but used quite often in in dc comics um in in the past it's been used as like the place for the league of assassins um a place where like villains have like trained apprentices and things like that mm -hmm. uh it's it's always like a hostile foreign military type thing but yeah the movie was really really good but the thing was this wasn't the only like thing dc released in 2021 so far uh the other two major things that we want to talk about are wonder woman 1984 and uh zack snyder's you know the Snyder Cut of the Justice League. Um, so I know Hope and I have both seen Wonder Woman 1984. And uh, Hope, what did you think of it? I absolutely loved it, honestly. Like, there was a couple parts that, like, there was one towards the end and, like, at the beginning when Steve comes back where, like, my dad and I were just super confused. Um, but then, like, the end one, like, I got confused because they didn't fully explain it and I don't want to spoil it for Isaac. Um, but so like I loved that uh, linking on his name even though I know it um, but the Mandalorian was Pedro Pascal thank you Pedro Pascal uh, was basically the villain kind of and like I know he's done other movies where it's been the villain but like the equalizer see that too. yeah no he played um, a really good uh, Maxwell Lord yeah he was really good with that. And then I also liked, uh, is it Kristen Wiig? Was... As Cheetah, yes. Kristen yeah. Wiig was Cheetah. Pedro Pascal was Maxwell Lord. Excellent. I loved how like they portrayed her and especially like her relationship with Diana of and like how like that all transpired and was like... Her relationship as a person to yeah. Diana Prince as a person, not Wonder Woman to Cheetah. Like there was this oh, whole like yeah. subplot of that. I really appreciated that as well. Yeah, because it was especially like, hey, this person who like you think has had this amazing life um, because of just how she looks, because you're judging her, even though you hate it when people judge you based on looks. Um, but she sees you and she's, you know, accepting of who you are and is like, no, you're a really good person. I love being around you. And then she like forgets about that until she redeems herself. But 
I, I really liked the subplot of that, of like digging into the whole Wonder Woman, Diana Prince thing of her outliving everyone that she's known and just like trying to figure out how she fits into the world now and like what she can do to fit into the world and continue on. Um, mm-hmm. I also like the end, the credit scene with Asteria because she was the principal in Sky High. Oh, okay. And so she's also mean, Wonder oh, Woman. Linda yes. Carter. Who Linda is Carter. the original Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. My dad had a crush on her. <laughs> but like, I remember in Sky High, there's the line uh, at the end of the movie where she's walking out of the detention room and she's like, I'm not Wonder Woman, you know. And I remember my dad Gold. like bursting out laughing and me not knowing that she was originally Wonder Woman and him telling me, yeah, she played Wonder Woman like another movie. I was like, oh, okay. So then when she came back in and like made her comments and stuff, like I was just like, I like that. Like that was like perfect. I thought that was so funny. There's there's this whole like plot of like how Wonder Woman gets her armor and like <laughs> there's this whole subplot about this like old Amazon, you know, ancient Amazon that, you know, supposedly like died protecting the Amazon so they could hide away on the island. Um but and you the whole time it's assumed she's dead and then at the end they're like nope it's Linda Carter oh, and that's I so thought good. that was oh it's so funny that's perfect that's it, fanfare it, right there and I love that it. is fanfare uh real quick oh. going back to like Pedro Pascal as Maxwell yeah. Lord I um what I really liked is my, my the the interpretation I thought they were gonna go with of Maxwell Lord was like he's just gonna be a billionaire drunk on power and it's gonna be like this mm-hmm. you know um because like you know Wonder Woman is like generally like um. I don't the the word feminist icon doesn't seem to like be true, but like Wonder Woman is like the figurehead female superhero, and I thought this was yeah. going to be you know Diana you know taking down the patriarchy symbolized by Maxwell Lord, but he wasn't this you know you know overarching you know this guy that was born with privilege and power and takes advantage of people with that. It was someone born from a place of not having privilege and not having power and wanting that so bad that you abuse other people to get it. Yeah, which I well, thought was then- very interesting. They also, so the other thing I liked is, as you were saying, it wasn't about her taking down, like, the man. Systemic oppression. Yeah. Um, Like, she thought it was originally because of, like, how he was acting um, with when he, like, was donating the money to the uh, museum and stuff. Um, But I also liked that they, like, showed his childhood of like how he became like who he was and like also his relationship with his son and why that was so important to him. Like you could tell that he wanted to be the good dad to his son, even though he kept getting distracted by other things. And the moment with him and his son at the end of the movie, I, it was very, very well done. Of It like, was very touching. Yeah. I was like, um, this is perfect. The theme of the movie basically is like everyone is flawed, even if they aren't obviously flawed. Because um, like the whole thing, uh, Kristen Wiig's Cheetah, um, Minerva, is you know seeing Diana as like this flawless person, but Diana like is processing her own like grief over Steve and you know living for you know, a really long time and trying to like live through this world. And everyone else's flaws are a little more obvious, but like even at the end, Diana's is perceived that way. The thing that I 
liked and disliked most about the movie was it was quite a bit of a departure from the like the first Wonder Woman movie. Like the what the first mm. Wonder Woman movie was like a war movie focusing on you know Diana Prince as a warrior, which I thought was really cool, and that movie was really well done. But this one felt more like a Wonder Woman comic that was you know kind of filled with this mythology and weird magic and all this stuff that isn't, you know, the real world. And um, I, I can't say I like it better because I like both films, but I think this is a direction of like closer to comic accuracy that if DC really buys into, I think like making this, making this one their brand rather than the first Wonder Woman movie, their like brand of yeah. film, I think this one will push them in a better direction because I'm, the first Wonder Woman movie I liked better because that's the s- style of film I like. But I feel like if you're going to build a franchise, this is the type of movie to do it with. Yeah. I think for me, this one was like, she was more um, relatable. And I think that's what drew me into this movie versus last movie. Like, I still love the original, like the first one. Um, and I still can't get over the fact that Remus Lupin was aries but like oh that was such a good plot twist i was like oh 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 crap i didn't see that coming at all well see because i it was one of those i was like don't be him don't be him because he was the nazi um in the boy in in the straight pajamas yeah and i was like please don't be him please let him be the actual good guy again like don't and then he was aries and i was like dang it but also like he's so good at it too and i was just like okay I love you and you're still amazing like um but I liked how they because they introduced it in the traditional this is Diana Prince learning how to be immersed with humans and then this one was well she's immersed with humans now but she's realizing her powers are keeping her the same age while everyone she knows and loves is growing old and dying and you could see that with the pictures that they showed at like the beginning when they were going around her apartment of like all of her old friends are no longer with her. And um, and it was just one of those like they're humanizing her. And I really liked the fact that they were making her more human and more relatable, especially with how it was at the end with how she was able to like get everyone to renounce the wishes and everything like I was like, mm-hmm. that that's a really good way of like tying it all together, making sure that it's not just like, oh yeah, I have lots of powers and you should listen to me because you know, I know what's best for everyone. It was no, I've made mistakes. I know my flaws now. Like we can accept mm-hmm. them and you know, see what's actually there and what's beautiful. I thought the plot itself was a little weird, like the whole like that premise. Um Sorry, we have to keep talking around it so that we're not spoiling it for Isaac. Um, but I, I, I thought that was a little strange, especially like because we have films that happen after this and yeah. like no one ever talks about it because there wasn't like a whole memory erase thing. People should know who like, or at least be familiar with Wonder Woman slash Diana. And in Batman vs Superman, Bruce has no idea who Diana is, even though she was kind of public. So. Well- Yes and no, because I, like, I know she had, like, like, in the beginning scene of the jewel thieves slash, like, artifact thieves, where she takes the, out the, the cameras. The scene in the mall. Yeah. Yeah. 
And she takes out the camera. So like the only people who would know that she was there and would remember her are those people that were there. And most Mm -hmm. of them are still trying to process like what the heck is going on? Like what, how is she doing this? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I'm just saying that she communicated using the satellite at the end, the way that Maxwell Lord also did. But I don't think she, I think she only did it with her voice because if you remember the screens were gold, like the lasso. So I think it was more her voice than like her image. And like, hmm. if you remember the picture of her with the, with Steve's unit during World War Two or one, one in the first movie, World War One in the first movie, um, like she was covered up, like you couldn't really see make out her face that much. And I mean, any other picture she has, you can see her face, but also she was as Diana Prince, not as Wonder Woman. That's so fair. I think there's like the, they know that there's someone out there, but they don't know who specifically. I and guess so I also, like, you have to also have to remember that DC is the universe where Superman can put on a glasses, a pair of glasses <laughs> and a suit, and he's no longer recognizable as Superman. Um, so that, that's fair. Um, Which I will... I, going back to um, Sky High, they make a joke on that when um, Kurt Russell comes down and he's not wearing his glasses and um, Caitlin, not, but she wasn't Caitlin at the time. Danielle um, Panabaker. Yes. Um, she was like, good morning, Commander. And he's like, what? And she's like, <laughs> like oh yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's such she, a good movie. It's this so guy has a good movie. I, I didn't even realize that that was the cast. Like, that's a pretty, like, yeah. Kurt Russell. Everyone else has been in, like, another superhero property. Daniel Panabaker, yeah. Linda Carter, Kurt Russell. Uh, I think, um, shoot. Uh, the guy that plays... Uh, Will. I was going to say, Will Stronghold. I was going to yeah. say the, uh, oh, I guess, what's his, what's his name? The, the, like, henchman to Royal Pain. Oh, Yeah. That guy is yeah. the dean of the college in Iron Man 3. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's also the dean in community. And that's like, that's why. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. Will Stronghold was in a movie with Jackie Chan where he oh, like yeah. got Jer- sent back in time. Well, uh, um, Journey to Forbidden the West. Kingdom? Or Forbidden Kingdom. Yeah. I think it's Forbidden Kingdom. That, that's a good one. With Jet yeah. Li as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Um, I think after Wonder Woman 1984, the only other thing that was released this year, I believe I'm the only one of the three of us that's watched it, is uh, the Snyder Cut of the Justice League. And I also um, haven't, like, watched it, watched it. I've just watched, like, illicit clips on YouTube of all of the scenes uh, new of the new ones. Um, but, like, I mean, they have, it's not on me if they didn't take it off of YouTube. Um but basically, it's 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 pretty much. I mean, it's still the Justice League movie. Um, however, you know, there's a lot more scenes with Cyborg in it to make you care about Cyborg. Superman is a little like treated a little bit better, especially like his resurrection, and we actually get to see Darkseid. Um, so I I think this is a similar case of uh, you know Warner Brothers Studios let James Gunn take you know the lead in the Suicide Squad, and I think if Zack Snyder would have been able to take the lead, Justice League would have not been you know, mm-hmm. a, a bit of a mess. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that this is indicative of, you know, what future projects are going to look like. But anyway, uh, Snyder Cut of Justice League, 
a lot darker um but also still that it still has that weird like hope of optimism or weird like essence of optimism at the end which is nice for you know the team up movie um but in in general i think it, it's better than justice league and i think justice league and the stuff before that um was definitely on rocky footing like mm-hmm. man of steel i enjoyed but it wasn't you know what i was expecting from a superman movie uh batman for superman has its moments and it, it's if you cut out certain scenes it's really really good and if you add in certain like easter eggs yeah. or answers to easter eggs it's really good uh mm-hmm. but it still just didn't quite hit it hit i like its mark. every part with bruce wayne in <laughs> batman versus superman like mm-hmm. 10 times more than the parts with batman but like when he, he's as bruce wayne i really liked it yeah well uh, actually the one bat the one scene is batman where he's basically just doing the arkham knight takedowns to get martha kent back um, i thought i really liked that it was like yeah. Batman doesn't kill batman doesn't use i'm like okay well this batman does and it looks really cool um i think but, the one other thing i liked about batman versus superman is they filmed some of like the, some of the first scenes in detroit and there's oh, actually yeah. one of the guys that like they interview in the tv news scenes is or was a professor at occ i believe oakland oh, Community cool. College. Oh, cool. so it was one of those like oh right in the neighborhood and like i could have gone there but you know well if you want an in the neighborhood movie go watch need for speed um there's a whole scene filmed in Detroit um, and like to they're running from cops and to escape the city, they drive up one of the exit ramps off 94, but not the ramp, like the grass. Um, And I'm like, I could do that in my car. Um, Not my car, but a car, a better car Um, than mine, (laughs) a better car than mine, not a 2002 silver Honda Accord, baby. All terrain. (laughs) But anyway, um, like, and then you you could do it in your car, but like, the quality of your car after oh yeah no jenny would stop (laughs) but anyway so then up until justice league it was like okay maybe dc doesn't have things going but then things kind of picked up aquaman like people liked aquaman people liked uh, shazam birds of prey got mixed reviews but like when you're introducing a couple characters that haven't been you know on screen yet like huntress and uh, black canary it's a it's a little bit difficult um, I also feel well, like that movie gets a bit of an unfair rap just because of the toxic masculinity and comic book fandom. I um, think also because people weren't sure originally when it was just Birds of Prey. Um, like they weren't, people didn't know that it was a DC movie or anything. And they had to change the title to Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey or something like that. Like Harley Quinn's Bird of Prey. Um, but well the thing is like birds of prey like the idea of the birds of prey existed before harley quinn i think yeah i I think it did too but i think it would it hasn't been like as hyped as things like margot robbie's harley quinn in there you're immediately going to get a hundred thousand dollars more in box office revenue at least or no hundred thousand dollars way lowballing it you're going to get another million in box office revenue and a million less in paying for actors (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah well, yeah there's that but you're you're gonna get you know lots more profits throwing her name on there uh because mm-hmm. of how well known margot robbie is as an actress and how well liked uh her harley quinn is um but then now we we've got you know some solid movies this year and then the upcoming lineup looks absolutely fantastic with 2022 offering us the batman uh supposedly the flash movie if it doesn't get any more delays um 
oh, we have the Peacemaker series coming up, which is Woo-hoo! slated for later this year, I believe. Um, and then we also have, um, I said Batman, I said that. Um, Shazam 2 comes out in 2023. Aquaman 2 comes out in 2022. And there is, I, I know there's one more. I know there's one more. Um, this is why we have the internet. This is why we have the internet. Black Adam. Yeah, oh, yeah. With Dwayne The Rock Johnson. All of which, like, from what I've seen, from what trailers, they, uh, what from what actors have interviewed and talked about, all the movies look really good. I'm really excited for Robert Pattinson's The Batman. Um, Matt Reeves looks joke. like he's done an awesome job. Wait, isn't... Oh, wait, never mind. I was thinking of something else. I was going to say, I made the joke because we, my dad and I saw, uh, when we were watching Wonder Woman 1984, we watched all the trailers beforehand. Um, but one of them was the Batman. And I was like, well, he's pale, but at least he's not sparkly. Mm-hmm. Oh, he but, looks like, there's that one scene where like he's Bruce Wayne, like he looks like gaunt and like, yeah. like yeah. malnourished almost. I'm like, this, like, I was excited when they, I heard about the casting of Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne as Batman. Cause I'm like, he's going to play an awesome Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. But this is not the Bruce Wayne I thought they were going to do, at least from the trailers. I know when the trailer released, they'd only filmed about a third of the movie, and I think mm-hmm. they finished filming um, yeah. at this point, or at least they're close. But that, like, There's I'm also very a excited. Scene, like, when he has his hair, like, down kind of in front of his face, and he's, like, looking up um, at the camera and stuff, like, my dad's like, it doesn't look like Robert Pattinson at that time. And I'm like, that's how you know that makeup and the camera angles and Robert Pattinson are doing a good job of making it look like mm-hmm. the character. And then you have that one scene from the trailer where the, like the, some guy's like making fun of Batman and then he just like this, the scene in the trailer is like 20 seconds of just him punching a dude and I'm yeah. like yes <laughs> this is the Batman I signed up for. This is young and angry Batman that does not think everything through and I'm very excited. Um, Dwayne just- Rock Johnson oh Say, I just hope that like they do like what Spider-Man Homecoming did where they're like okay you know the origin story so like we're just gonna skip to you know he is and I, I I'm hoping that they do that with Batman like if they want to throw something in of like here's what his parents looked like like fine whatever but like I don't want to know the origin again like i don't the opening credits will probably have a gunshot in the pearls like you can't you can't not have that but i don't think they're going to spend half the movie on it one shot um but yeah then uh we i don't think we have an official trailer for it yet but for dwayne the rock johnson is black adam i think that's a really good casting and then um dr fate played by um bond himself yeah Um, which bond uh I was going to say Sean Connery, but that's not Connery. That is not that's possible. Not, I know. That is not Pierce possible. Pierce Brosnan. Um, Pierce or... Brosnan. Okay. It's Pierce Brosnan. Um, Rest in peace. Playing Dr. Fate. Very Sean excited Connery. for that. And the whole like Justice Society versus Black Adam. The, that Based on like comic book time period, like this is probably going to take place in like the 40s or 50s. Um, and I'm really excited about that. Aquaman 2. Aquaman was really, really well received. So I'm hoping. Um, you know, a good follow-up. And then... Other um, than Amber Heard, because <clears throat> she yeah. also can't act, but, like... Uh, but as I really want a good Ezra Miller Flash movie. I know it's supposed to be Flashpoint-based, and it's supposed to kind of reset the DCEU 
um, which I'd be down for, but also I just want, you know, Ezra Miller to have more screen time. And I wish there was a cyborg movie slated, but there is not. Um, hopefully Ray Fisher will come back, but after the way he was treated by Warner Brothers, I wouldn't blame if he didn't. But, oh, well, I think that that's all we have to say on the topic of DC. Uh, but yeah, it looks like they're, they're kind of getting their act together, and I'm really excited because I love DC Comics properties. But as always here on Raving Geeks, we'd like to end with some recommendations for our viewers, whether that be movies, video games, comics, or really anything else geeky. Uh, Isaac Hope, why don't you have some recommendations for us this week? Uh, yeah, okay, I'll go first. Um, so this is kind of a throwback. I have two. One is a TV show, one's a movie. Um, and I'm not sure where the movie, you can watch it other than like renting it somewhere. Um, but so first, the movie is... I am number four, um, which is also a book. It's a book, book series. Book series is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but the movie, I have been following both the two main actors, Sam, the guy who played Sam, and then the guy who played John, um, for like since this movie came out. Um, and the guy who plays Sam is Callum McAuliffe, and he's currently in The Walking Dead as Alden. So, like, if you like Alden, go watch I Am Number Four. Um, if you like the movie Beastly with Alex Pettifer, he's in I Am Number Four as John Smith. Um, and then the other one, and I'm going to embarrass my oldest niece because even though she doesn't watch the show because she's only seven, um, but Big Time Rush is on Netflix. It's been on Netflix for, like, at least a month. Um, and I'm embarrassing my niece because her favorite is James. Um, I don't know why she likes James so much, but like, whatever. But Big Time Rush is awesome. The music is great. And it's just a really fun time. It was on Teen Nick for a while. Aren't they getting back together? Yeah, they currently have two shows that are all sold out in like Chicago and New York. And I'm really upset because they were sold out like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though tickets were expensive. Um, But I'm hoping that they tour like the Jonas Brothers are doing right now. um, That they do add more to it they've been hanging out together like their instagrams are blowing up and tiktoks and it's great to see them back together because the show was honestly really good like it was great for just like if you need something to just like laugh at because of shenanigans like it's great okay i see yeah all right um my recommendation is a show i just started it so technically it could be awful but i started watching lovecraft country on hbo um with jonathan uh masters who was uh you know the kang from loki um he's like the main guy um but basically it it's a horror kind of like drama show uh it is heavily steeped in i would say um uh like it deals a lot with racism back in the day because it takes place in i think like the 60s um but also there's a bit of supernatural because it's about uh our hero going to basically like the county where lovecraft supposedly like came up with all his ideas and it's like the actual like county is actually full of like supernatural lovecraftian monsters and stuff and so it's kind of cool that is cool lovecraft is weird 
it's a bit heavy sometimes. Um, but it's a, it's a good show so far. They do a good job. Awesome. Uh, well, the, my, my quick, my quick recommendation, if you haven't gone and see Shang-Chi yet, highly recommend a uh, really good time in the theater. I really like the movie. It's a little cheesy at the beginning, but, um, overall, I think it's a really, really well done picture. Um, uh, and just a, a really cool concept. Um, I didn't quite know what to expect from it when I watched it, but then after, after I was like, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Um, I say in terms of MCU rankings, which I think I'm going to start a TikTok series where I rank the MCU. Um, if we'd like to do this as a, a, a as a collaboration, but I feel like our, our opinions differ a little bit. Um, but I, I put this as, I put this above Black Widow below original Iron Man. All right. Yeah. Uh, around so that's probably like eight, eighth or ninth in the MCU, which is I think pretty good. There's a lot of good movies in the MCU, and I think this is this is up there. Um, if anyone wants to help me figure out where the heck it lands on the timeline, uh, I would appreciate it because that end credit scene kind of throws me for a loop because there's some character there are some characters that make some appearances that don't look like how they should if this takes place after Endgame. Um, spoilers, maybe. Um, the main character actor, um, I can't remember his name. Simon Yu. Yeah, he. You can actually like look up stock photos, and he's in them. He's in it. Oh, he's yeah. so. Oh, have <laughs> so you, you follow great. him? On, follow him on t- Twitter or TikTok, whichever one you have. He's so funny. He's awesome. I love it. Oh, he's um, great. Um, but well, I know that at, apparently at one point in the movie they do karaoke to old old town. Yes, uh, road. Old Town Road, and that, and that song came out in 2019. So, so if you can go off the logic there, that it's at least oh. 2019 and future. So the first scene takes place in 1996, um, and his character is born shortly after that. But we don't know how shortly he's either how born. Shortly, 97. Is he as old as me? No, just kidding. I was gonna say, no, is no, he as old as thing. us? What? I figured this out in the movie. He's our age. I just don't know if he's I don't know if he's my age or your age, but well, he's somewhere in between. I guess the movies are because like Endgame takes place in 2023. So so this uh, this either takes place the earliest it can take place is 2021. So it, at one point it says present day. I don't know if it means current present day. So like in, during the blip, which I don't think it takes place during the blip, which makes me think it takes place after Endgame. So present day would be around the time of Falcon and the Winter Soldier is my guess. So before Far From Home, but after Endgame and after WandaVision um, is, is my guess. But there's some things that I think conflict with that. So we'll see. And then uh, my, my other recommendation, um, if I think it's on Hulu now, um, but The Orville, if you're a fan of um, yeah. like old it's Star Trek, it's always been on Hulu. I'm pretty so. sure it's on Hulu. Yeah. Like it, it, I think it has been on Hulu, but it showed up in my Hulu Recommended. And I was like, yeah. oh, no, that's that's definitely um, so it's a good show. I'll, I, I watched like the first few episodes. It's a good show. And then I forgot about it. But yeah, it's, it's a, not it's the really typical good. Seth MacFarlane comedy either. Like it's a little more of a it's a little more of a dramedy. And it's it's more like a it has the structure more of like a 50s to 60s, you know, sci fi sitcom rather than the modern one. Um, it has like arcs that go through um you know the whole season kind of but it's mostly like episode to episode so it's it's something you can just kind of you know watch and have fun with but all righty well i think that's all we have for you today uh thank you all for joining us here on raving geeks oh kitty cat 
for those of you uh, listening on audio, you should watch Hello. our video because oh, um, hope I'm gonna have to remove you from the. I mean, like it's going into the background. <laughs> yeah, well, Isaac has a cat, and Hope is I have wearing a, a ridiculous hat. Oh, it hasn't um, I'm wearing the even... best hat. What are you talking about? This hat oh, is the best. Um, okay. only if you're from Wisconsin. Um. Thank you all for joining us here on Raving Geeks. Make sure you leave a comment wherever you're listening from, uh, and uh, give us give us some more questions for our ideas for intro uh, questions uh, for at the beginning of the podcast. We love to hear from you, um, especially you know getting involved. And if anyone has any interest in you know providing comments for like upcoming topics or previous topics, uh, we we can start responding to those and talking to those here in the podcast. So if you want to talk to us, we will we will talk back um so also just in general we'll try to be nice uh we'll try we to be will nice, be nice. We talk back we will be nice you can reach out to us on facebook twitter or tiktok all at raving geeks um so and as always i've been brendan valentine alongside um my co-hosts hope good Earl. and i'm isaac hunt oh i'm isaac hunter. <laughs> you on. are isaac hunter all righty stay geeky and have a great week everyone so long uh, bye